Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Optin 101 Podcast. And yet again, this time uh, we are hosting a socially distant episode of the podcast. And joined again, obviously, Sayan. <laughs> yep, your old friend. Yeah, friend or not, but yeah, in any, in any case, I'm stuck with you. In any case, you're, you're the only person who agreed to, uh, to host this remotely and like decided to try out different mic and headphone combos over Zoom. So hopefully the audio quality will be better than the, the last time we tried doing this over a recording remotely, right? Hopefully. Yeah. So anyway, of course, the things outside are not pretty, uh, but we're going to take a distraction from that and, and talk about what's been happening in the, uh, in the world of mobility, in the world of transportation. So what right. do you want to start off with? Uh, yeah. So I think, uh, did you catch the Mercedes EQS launch? Oh, no. When did it launch? Uh, a couple of days back, I guess, uh, four or five days back. Okay. The, uh, the flagship electric car by Mercedes. And EQS is what, like crossover type stuff? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's the equivalent of uh, S-Class. Yeah, but, I mean, but e- e- EQC is sort of crossover SUV, so I thought EQS no, might so also work. E- no, 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 no. It's it's a sedan. Uh, it's a luxury limo. Some hope. And, uh, <laughs> right, right. But uh, it's pretty interesting because uh, it's the it's right now the the car with the maximum WLTP uh, range with 400 miles, which is very interesting. That's oh. more than the yeah. So okay. that's more than Tesla Model S long range versions, you know, range. It beats, it, it beats Tesla Model S by quite a, way, uh, quite a margin. So, which is pretty nice. Finally, we have a car, a luxury car, which, which is kind of challenging the Tesla's hegemony or dominance, I'll say. At least in this. In yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Speaking. I mean, we, ca- we can't really comment about the dominance yet. So, we'll find out uh, about no, that. But- as of yet, it is, right? At least in the luxury segment, it is dominating. Like we were talking last time. So, yeah. It's like Volkswagen is challenging Tesla uh, more in the affordable segment. But right. Tesla is yet... In a way, if you if you have to think about it like this, like you can't really... You don't have an option if you want to buy a, 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 a really, you know, expensive electric car. What do you have as an option? Other than the Tesla Model S and the X, yeah, I mean the other alternatives are like not—they're not costly. They are and like then, outrageously then, priced. Uh, which ones? I'm talking like about the, the Remac and Remac and everything. I mean, Remac is still not there, right? Yeah, no, I mean, Remac is case, still not there. Yeah, in any case, it's it a, is ridiculously priced. It's a supercar. It's, it's, it's a hypercar. Elect- yeah, it's an electric hypercar. It's not an everyday car. Right. right. So I think, about I think there, is, there is the, the uh, Taycan, there is the this Audi e-tron GT or whatever it is named. There is that. Right. But again, the, those are like, uh, think of it, think of Porsche Taycan as a electric Panamera. And Panamera might be a everyday car, but again, it is not something uh, a millionaire or a billionaire will use every day, right? I mean, so Model S is the same thing. No, so model, that's, that's the thing what I'm saying. So now we have a proper luxury limo with an electric powertrain, which we didn't have till now. The only option was Model S. Fair and enough. Model S is not really luxurious from inside. We know yeah, the yeah. build quality. It has a lot of issues. <laughs> and the inside is not that great. Now you have an S-Class, which has a power electric powertrain. It's electrically powered. Right, right. And uh, yes. sorry, since we are on the topic of Tesla, did you read about the the fatal crash that happened with Tesla? Right, right. Being, being it has been on... grabbing headlines for a couple of days, right? Right. And I mean, uh, if if whatever we have read is true, there there was clearly a, a hack job done on the car because the reports right. indicate that the 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 two occupants of the car, one of them was in the passenger seat and one of them was in the back seat. Right. Like, and we have seen, right, you, me, both, we have seen a lot of videos on YouTube, people trying out this really dangerous stunt of, right. you know, uh, putting putting a orange on the table, uh, on the steering wheel, trying to, you know, uh, uh, fool the system, uh, hack the system. Fool in the way. system. Right, right, right. Fool the system. And they have been able to do that. It's pretty easy. You can right. pretty easily do that. And uh, so Tesla 
tells you that you have to be very attentive while you know using the autopilot system yeah because it like it's people, just a cruise control you have to still be driving right it is a smart cruise control it's not a autopilot as of yet yeah but that, that is the thing na that is the problem with deceiving nomenclature like we were talking about earlier because an, a normal person thinks this way that you have paid x amount extra for full self driving hardware and then right. you have a feature called autopilot so they link the two they simply assume it is driverless in fact uh, i i i may have the screenshot of uh, the the news article and this was from a okay. reputed uh, publication and that okay. article started off like this only that driverless tesla uh, accident kills two right i guess people are yet not aware of the fact that tesla is still not a driverless car like it's not a fully autonomous car yeah i mean and their choice and, of words doesn't help right 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 so it is just basically i think of it like a you know a passive marketing trick by tesla to promote their cars but it's still not there think of it like that uh, such incidents need to be put out in a in a way that people are more aware of this fact because yeah. people are clearly clearly you know uh, taking the risk of getting into a fiery crash and dying and with their own lives like this is basically running better than with yeah. their own lives and i think right. germany is the only country that actually decided to do something about it i think there there were uh, we spoke about earlier there were fines for uh, someone who was trying to adjust wipers using the touch screen there were there were trying to restrict them from using the autopilot name so i think right. germany is the only country but then again the problem is that germany has a a very strong economy reliant on automobile ecosystem and tesla has threatened all of that so the point is as an outsider you don't know whether they are actually doing it for the right reasons or whether they are just doing it to defend what the the likes of Volkswagen and Audi have built in germany and like created right. so many jobs over the years that is the problem as an right. outsider yeah that's that's a fair point we 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 need to talk more about this not us like but uh, publications and everything like yeah, the challenge is the danger they need to stop using deceiving terminology i mean i i'm not able to find the the who what, what that is very important was it but it clearly said driverless tesla crash kills two I mean, a headline, right. and, and and this was not one of those Daily Mail and the likes. This was actually one of the. Uh, I mean, obviously, Daily Mail is also pretty big, but Daily Mail is known to run with uh, sort of stupid headlines, in just just right. to attract clicks. Like bait. Yeah, headlines, yeah, yeah. Like like you uh, when when Sabine Schmitz passed away recently, Jeremy Clarkson said uh, something about her in the in the tribute video they released, right? Okay. And so he basically said something about. Uh, how she humiliated him by outperforming him, or or like how she pushed him to drive better. He 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 said something about in that. the typical Jeremy Clarkson. Right, right, and it, it right. was no. I, I wouldn't even say typical. I mean, he he said it very nicely. I watched the whole tribute video. I think I shared it with you as well. He said it very nicely right. that she she pushed him. She actually made fun of him, but but she uh, also pushed him very much to perform better, and then she. showed him that it's actually pretty easy to perform better and something like that he said a lot of stuff but this was the statement he made and daily mail went out spun it around it and uh, sort of matlab attracted a lot of hate from uh, a lot of jeremy clarkson fans because they they practically twisted the words right so the problem not the, very surprising not very surprising they're yeah. not very surprising but my point is this this tesla case this was not someone like daily mail this, this has to actually, be talked about right Yeah, we, we, I mean, you to... can't start off by saying driverless Tesla crash. It's not driverless, right? Yeah, I mean, there was not a driver right. in the driving seat, so it was driverless at that point. <laughs> But, मतलब the car is not supposed to be driverless. <laughs> so okay, uh, because we are talking about electric cars, uh, you remember our conversation? We were talking about like electric cars might actually. bring back rear wheel drive yeah actually and i think i messaged you about this pretty late in the night so for some reason the thought popped up in my head and i realized a lot of uh, i wouldn't say a lot but many of the electric, uh, electric cars coming in are actually rear wheel drive even the yeah, cheaper ones yeah the one. conversation was very interesting i guess like this is something we need to talk about yeah, yeah. because uh, i i think we can all collectively agree uh, rear wheel drive cars if done right 
are more fun, but they are in general not accessible to the likes of you and I because because right. over the years front wheel drive has gotten so good that you don't need to overcomplicate and put the the extra material required to make a rear wheel drive car. Right. And like in case of conventional engine cars, right? Right. Which is the cheapest rear wheel so, drive car we can buy in India? I think it's three series. Okay, I think it is Tata Nano, but okay. <laughs> oh right, but Tata Nano is not on sale anymore. Okay, it is not on sale, but I'm assuming <laughs> that it would be some some SUV or something. I think uh, like Ford right. Endeavor or the like. Uh, they are two wheel drive models. But yeah, I mean, thank God you didn't say uh, auto rickshaw. No, but it it's a trike, na. It's not a car. <laughs> Nano is not very different. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway but, we, 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 yeah. we are. Yeah, but the point is, uh, point is, even a lot of BMWs, like, like uh, I think at one point, BMW one series used to be available in India, and it had rear wheel drive. But okay, it, rear it wheel was, drive comes with disadvantages. You may want to highlight that. So yeah, so the reason why uh, cheaper cars or you know reasonably priced, whatever, whatever you want to. There is a good reason why they all shifted to front wheel drive. A because it's cheaper. Then uh, you don't uh, need to have a prop shaft running through the middle of the car, right? Yeah, so creates more so space. It, so it is lighter. Yeah, lighter right? too, and I think the space bit uh, as well. I mean, obviously right. the cabin is gonna get congested. The front wheel drive has to turn, and you're putting in the power onto it, right? Yeah, but, so but it is of course better. differentials have improved. Uh, which is they exactly have, why they we have, have powerful front wheel drive cars. Right, right. But now the moment when you move to electric cars, right, the entire problem, the set of problems which you get from you know rear wheel drive gas engine cars, right, combustion right. engine cars, they're all immediately you know gone. They're gone. Right, because you have uh, I would say much more design freedom. Right and much more freedom in terms of where you are putting the motor, where you are putting the battery, so you can balance out. Electric the motors weight. are much smaller, so yeah, and electric motors don't weigh that much. We know that combustion engines, you know, they weigh a lot. Yeah, I mean, and that, that practically the engine, defines like how, how the car handles. Right, in an electric car, the battery pack is the heaviest thing. Right, and you and, can, and obviously most, batteries are going to be distributed, so you can control that. Yeah, and in pretty much all the new electric cars, the 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 battery pack is placed at the floorboard. Floor, yeah, right. So you get that you know freedom of placing where you're you want to place your motor. Right. So actually, when I messaged you the other day about this, uh, I started looking up what what cars, uh, what electric cars are coming with rear wheel drive. So apart from the obvious ones, the 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 costlier ones, the, among the cheaper ones, there is uh, this Honda electric one. Uh, I don't remember the name, but the the Cuban round headlamps. Right. The one that uh, so, looks like the original Maruti 800 Tinky. <laughs> right. So that yeah. is a rear wheel drive. Plus uh, this, your BMW i3, that's also rear wheel drive. Okay. okay. So I, I think this this might be the the savior rear wheel drive cars need. Electric might be the savior. It will probably right. make driving more fun. And another thing is, cars. you know, and uh, electric cars, all wheel drive electric cars would be much cheaper that way, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course but, I mean, all it's wheel not going to be as complicated. Won't require as much cars, material. Right, right. So uh, all wheel drive electric cars would be more common. And uh, the cheapest options will be, you know, rear wheel drive. So that is pretty. Interesting. I mean, could be rear, could be front, but yeah. I mean, at least there is. There should. There would be option of rear wheel drive in case of cheaper cars as well, which right. hasn't been the case with engine cars for uh, quite a while now. I think. Right. I, even the one series is front wheel drive, not available in India, obviously. Uh, but it's it's front wheel but drive. But transition now. to front wheel drive. Yeah, a couple of years back. Yeah. So many cars actually and. I mean, for for good reason, of course. You want to create a more value for money. Product. Like you said, like like you said, like the differentials have got, gotten much better now. So right. So there, there were more than you know good reasons that we only had uh, hatchbacks that that are solely front wheel drive. Right. Uh, by the way, you read about the the Formula E race in Valencia um, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. 
I am you and me both. We we just read about Formula E. We don't see it. Yeah, we don't. We don't Obviously. watch it. Yeah, we just read it. But <laughs> but, the, but but for the for the very few times which we get that this this race was actually pretty fun. I'm interesting, not fun. I'll say. Yeah, I mean, fun. I'm pretty sure it won't be. So basically, what happened? Uh, the crashes uh, make it fun, but there were a lot of crashes there. <laughs> Right. So because of that, uh, because of the crashes, there were safety. Uh, there were many safety car sessions, and during the safety car sessions, the the power is restricted, and basically they have to finish the race in a certain uh, with with staying below a certain power usage. And no, so the thing is, so the thing is, the rules say that uh, every minute spe- uh, spent by the electric race car behind the safety car, mm-hmm. uh, one kilowatt hour is reduced from the total battery. Right, you know, storage. So but if they have capacity, uh, they can use capacity. The Not yeah. So it, if they have fifty-two kilowatt hour <laughs> of uh, capacity, hmm. uh, it it gets reduced by one kilowatt hour every minute. So right. in this race, there was nine. There were nineteen minutes of safety car. Right. So the battery uh, capacity was reduced by nineteen kilowatt hour. Right. And we and know that you know that went. practically everyone had to crawl across the finish line and i mean as much as the rules are there to sort of push them further this is sort of a pr disaster that i mean doesn't exactly. make formula e look good i mean you and i i mean as much as we are interested in uh, electric cars as much as we are interested in what is going to define the the technologies of tomorrow we I, i don't think even you watch formula e right no 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 Yeah, me neither. I I just know that when room races in uh, neither do I watch in... <laughs> e, e e Moto GP or Moto E whatever that is. Right, right. So yeah. and and something like this. I mean, the if if the only thing you hear about in ages is a disaster and that everyone had to crawl across the line in a in a right. in a race in I would say the right. top tier of a certain kind of race that doesn't play well. Exactly, and and. you had practically you had you know a handful of cars that reached 2 to 3 minutes after the 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 guy who who came first 2 to 3 right. minutes in a race right right yeah so i mean this is a disaster and a disaster at least formula e should have and could have probably handled better wouldn't say could have i don't know much to to actually comment on that but at least i'm saying should have handled better uh right. so that the any the the only news we are getting about formula e wasn't how everyone crawled through as simple as right. that yeah i mean it it shouldn't be something that is only on the receiving end of jokes that's not Because, one of the real reasons why you'll watch it yeah i, I mean like if you're telling that's me that's not a news that will that will that will attract you to you know watching Right, I mean, a, a headline that like the the closest race, like like probably the top ten finished in half a second. That will probably get me to watch. Right, right. Well, Formula E has been there for a long while, and it's not going anywhere. I don't see it gaining any kind of you know audience. Um, I, I mean, I I won't comment on that. I, honestly, personally, I don't know anyone who watches that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I I would not dismiss it simply because of this reason. I'm not dismissing. I'm saying it's it's not it's not gaining any kind of you know popularity. By, sorry, sorry. Look, it's been there for if a long time. If we are gonna talk about racing, we can talk about the last Formula One race, Emola. Oh my God, that was that's that was great fun. Mind blowing. But, But I mean, I. Since 2013, I stopped watching. I like regularly. I stopped watching Moto, uh, the Formula One, and right. moved to MotoGP. You know that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bigger MotoGP fan uh, than you, and you are a bigger Formula One fan. So that balances it out. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> right. but uh, after watching the Netflix show, I I kind of got interested back into Formula One. and uh, the the emola race was the kind of race you want to you know that really gets you interested in into formula 1 again so actually quite interesting that you mentioned it uh, because this year this season five new friends have started following formula 1 uh, two of them started with the first race itself and then right. three others decided to start in like with the emola race and right. 
I don't think there could have been a better race for these guys to start with. I, I mean, know, I know. Although I did see the first race as well. Yeah, so, I mean, you you in any case watch it. I mean, when I tell you one right. race was interesting, you're going to go back and watch the entire race over again. So, I do, I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I'm talking about people. Why I'm talking about this? Because you mentioned Drive to Survive. So, right. I mean, the all of these are people who are not petrol heads, who haven't followed Formula 1 at any point in I their know. life. You stopped watching because it got boring. Right. Right. You you still anyway get weekly updates or like uh, updates in a month. Like uh, I am interested in it. Yeah. 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 Ha. I mean, just that the racing got boring. Racing got a little dull. It got a little uh, monotonous. That's why you stopped watching. I, what I'm right. talking about is how these guys, uh, these these people. Hundred percent true. So yeah. drive to survive. What a beautiful way to you know market the whole Formula One racing scene. Right. Right. And I'm expecting a lot more of my friends to actually start watching Formula 1. I mean, during the entire uh, Imola race, I'm not going to say the full name because that literally goes on for three lines. During the entire Imola race, I had... I won't even try. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had literally four people messaging me throughout. Okay, what is a red flag? Okay, how is this oh, okay. guy gaining this many positions? Okay, what is black and white flag? So, I mean... I'm I'm genuinely glad that Netflix has been able to pull this off. Netflix has attracted this this new set. In fact, only the other day, one of our common friends called me, and uh, she said, "I never understood the whole point of why you get so excited about Formula One, but I'm right now on season three of Drive to Survive, and I I, I can understand every bit why." Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, That's great. Yeah, I mean, even if she's not watching, she. understands what a serious sport it is what it takes uh to be like one of That's the a very interesting thing. so so uh, when you get to see the ra- races right hmm. be it motor gp be it formula 1 or anything right british right. touring car or whatever so we just see cars going around the circuit we, we exactly. get to see the, the the kind of the engineering that goes beyond behind it the kind of hard work of all the mechanics all the pit crew how big uh, how massive how massive the whole entire you know what do i say enterprise uh, the enterprise it is right yeah and and this uh, drive to survive netflix show has beautifully shown it right right plus it it's sort drama, of humanizes TV. it sort of humanizes the whole machinery it it right. so like for for the new uh, followers of the sport or potential followers of the sport it sort of gives the gateway like like people already love ricardo even before they watched the race even before they have uh, watched him drink champagne out of his shoe they they, they love him already Right. Yeah. So I mean, that way people already people are already coming in with their favorites, and I mean biases in sport are perfectly fine. You have your favorites. I have that's, your favorites. That's how. Obviously, that's how you know racing works. Yeah, and that's why you are interested. That's why you're interested. You want to see the 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 small guy win. You so once you come in acquainted yeah. acquainted with the with the uh, I would say the factors involved. you find more interest immediately otherwise if i'm like if i try to introduce formula 1 to some someone new they it would hardly matter to them right so full marks to the, the to the netflix show i i guess or or i or i would say liberty media i mean liberty media i, I mean yeah, because, yeah because, because because and full marks to the ebola race it was very interesting i love a lot of drama but what a luck hamilton has what a luck hamilton has <laughs> i mean he couldn't have unlapped himself had right. it not been for the the bottas and russell crash i i saw a lot of lot of people you know saying that uh, mercedes has a remote steering of bottas <laughs> 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 they they literally made bottas crash seconds after hamilton ran out of the track <laughs> seriously seriously and i i mean i, I mean credit where due hamilton actually managed to uh, sort of pull the oh, car yes. out of the gravel trap he he basically right. decided to reverse all the way because his car was not moving forward and right. he did, did did so very safely but i mean the the crash as ugly a crash is it it played out very well for hamilton it could have been better for him <laughs> Uh, i mean he finished second after crash <laughs> yeah but still 
uh, he he finished second even so. after crashing right where you you don't expect him to get okay Because and westrappen was running away with the race anyway yeah 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 absolutely but i, I mean uh like once everyone got stacked up he he had a much higher i mean he obviously has a better car and he's obviously a brilliant driver yeah there no no two points against that so it's actually oh, a brilliant okay. duo right now of the car and the driver okay but anyway we're talking anyway. a lot about formula 1 have we run, run out of topics on electric no, cars no 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 actually we are talking <laughs> a lot about we are talking a lot about crashes which is exactly why why i want to talk about more crashes okay. so uh last year uh, and this i was reading recently i i think on wired so last year because of covid uh do, like like typically and you and i both have taken insurance claims uh, i wouldn't say how many of them were fair how many of them were not <laughs> but let's not talk about that yeah let's not let's not go there uh but basically a uh, insurance claim typically requires that a, a surveyor is going to visit the first the workshop is going to prepare an estimate based on what they see then a surveyor is going to visit they, he or she is going to validate whatever the workshop right. has uh, estimated typically try to save the insurance money some company by trying right. to clip off things that he or she may see uh, un- as unnecessary right and that's right. how it typically works once the insurance surveyor approves uh, your car or motorcycle or whatever will be repaired right right uh, now the problem is because of covid a l- uh, it 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 sort of catalyzed the lockdowns and everything plus the additional restrictions on movement they sort of catalyzed uh, the development and deployment of lot of technologies that relied on image recognition and uh, i mean ai and what not to right. estimate the damages and okay. that has pissed off workshop owners even more than insurance surveyors do okay yeah so i mean that's quite interesting because i was under the impression that like since they are using it to in, in at, at some level this is only gonna go get uh, get better uh, i mean in in terms of reliance of humans it's it's only gonna move towards tech but i mean if the workshops are opposing this how do you think how do you think it will play out so i i guess uh, the inaccuracies that uh, uh, come out of this whole system might be one of the reasons right yeah yeah exactly they are pissed off because of that only because the thing is ki mostly workshops have an existing relationship with the surveyor right so there is a right. there is a extended back and forth that typically goes between them that surveyor will try to reject four parts the the workshop will right. say okay like we can do without this and this but at least you'll have to approve these two parts and then they right. arrive at a point where they have negotiated and agreed on a middle, middle sweet middle ground right you can't argue with the ai you can't <laughs> so uh, i think that that is the the problem here and that's where the workshops are are pissed because uh, and as they claim that the estimates are not accurate in some cases they are uh, coming out to less than it heard i guess then the the companies the insurance companies are got to love it <laughs> yeah but the thing is ki insurance companies will eventually have to move away i mean if if the gra- that, that's that's the main reason right by by you know to to reduce human cost Yeah, they're, cost, right? they're, they're trying to reduce human cost but the point is if if the workshops are not not willing to work with it uh hmm. how how exactly are they going to go, go forward and like the the article i read ha- quoted a couple of workshop owners and they had a fair point like uh it it, it is not possible for a uh, ai to to detect that no visible part is misaligned but a car could still very well be pulling in one direction due, right, due to right. damaged suspension parts or to, or due to damaged uh, mounting plates for the wheel itself right that, that right. stuff you you can't even visually identify you can't even remove and identify you and i cannot right just yeah. through pictures and videos how how can a uh, uh, ai software recognize what is wrong with the car or motorcycle whatever it is or truck or whatever Right, is, right. I mean, dents and, all, dents and all are easy, but like suspension, cosmetic, parts, cosmetic problems, obviously. But anything which is like broken or inside, you you can't see it by you know visually. You can't see the problem. Right, right. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. Because uh, I, I mean, it, it 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 eventually probably it's gonna be a, a hybrid only. I think so. Yeah, I mean, as long as yeah, the, the, the pandemic dents. has forced a lot of changes, right? 
yeah, abruptly I mean, forced a lot of changes. Yeah, it has sort of catalyzed a, a lot of development. A lot of half baked, half baked uh, technologies are being pushed onto us. A lot of half baked as well. That's true as well. Uh, I mean, I was going to talk about uh, the education tech space. Uh, I mean, huh, that right. that has gained a lot from this. In fact, I also right. actively used Coursera over the past year to to learn right. a lot of new stuff. None of that I remember, but I did. <laughs> I did attend a lot of free lectures uh, because okay. a lot of these companies decided to sort of make many costly uh, courses available for free. Right. I yeah. remember that. So that was actually pretty good. And by the way, the, the trend of tech companies getting into automobile continues. You read about Huawei. Yeah, I did. So Huawei, finally, I, I, the news was always, uh, has been out for a while. But uh, Huawei finally showcased its first car at the Shanghai Motor Show. The only motor show, physical motor show of this year. <laughs> I'm telling you, we should also start something in the electric vehicle space. I mean, everyone is raising funds. Uh, we won't have to okay. do podcasts without any sponsors then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, get yeah, me the so, funds, then we can start. No, we need to start and then we get the funds. That's how it usually goes. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so let's let's come back to the Huawei SUV. Oh, it's an SUV. Uh, yeah, of course it is an SUV. It's of a... course it's an SUV. Yeah. <laughs> how, how what what, what else is being made these days anyway? I don't know. Yeah. Ferrari is making a SUV. Lamborghini has already made. Ferrari is. I, I, I thought Ferrari a couple of years ago said that Ferrari will never make a SUV and all that stuff. Wake up my friend. Wake up my friend. <laughs> Ferrari is going to showcase its... Uh, it's saying it's not a SUV because they, as you said, they, they promise they'll never get into the SUV segment, but yeah, they are making a SUV, a crossover, but oh. yeah, maybe you're talking about the Huawei SUV. Yeah, I, I think they probably saw the numbers. Sorry, sorry. I'm jumping off the Huawei thing again and coming back to Ferrari. Uh, I think they probably saw the number of like the, the sales volume of Lamborghini Urus in India or otherwise. Anywhere, anywhere, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that was supposed to happen. That was bound to happen. Yeah. I, and I mean, come on. Oros looks badass. Uh, I might be the only person who doesn't quite like the Oros. I mean, it it is... Uh, I mean, you can tell it is a Lamborghini. And like, let's be honest. None of the other Lamborghinis can be usable for someone. Like, no matter how rich you are. Like, in, in, in right. Mumbai, in Mumbai, I remember spotting. And... I think when I moved from Mumbai, the Urus had launched in India only like three, four months ago. And in that period, I think I spotted six, seven different ones, which is a lot for such a costly car in India. Right. So Lamborghini used to sell about what, 20, 20. So Lamborghini used to sell what, 20 cars a year. Right. And all of a sudden they sold more than 100. After the Urus came, so that right, the right, story. right. So that that clearly does. But the and the point is, that someone buying a a, a Ventador or a Gallardo is gonna be able to use it like once in fifteen days, once in a month, on one single road, right. probably one good road. Urus mm-hmm. is a Lamborghini that you can use. I get it, I get it. But again, then Bentley Bentiga also does that and things like that. I I I know. Yeah, but Urus looks. But nice. I I don't find I don't find it nice. <laughs> it is okayish. For me, oh. I, I feel, yeah. The no, that's shape. where you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Your, your, that's your opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the authority on this. I, I, I kind of find none of the you, 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 do you, do you like the Kalinan thing? <laughs> do you like the Rolls-Royce Kalinan? No, oh, no, no. That's, that's, <laughs> I will okay, any day pick up the Lamborghini over, over the Kulinan. Yeah, I mean, can't afford, can't afford any of those, but I, I think you like the Kalinat. That looks, that, that looks like a fucking, oh, sorry. I use no, that's, that's okay. That's uh, okay. We have, we have selected that checkbox that uh, says this, this may con- uh, contain objects. That looks language. like a Chinese knockoff. <laughs> the, 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 I don't know. How can you, how can anyone like that? No, but anyway. knockoff, knockoff of what? <laughs> no, a Rolls Royce made to look like a, 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 SUV a Chinese knockoff of itself. <laughs> Oh, just because we are talking about knockoffs, it's very. You remember the car company Honky? I Jeremy yes, from from Top Gear, I think. Top Gear or Grand Tour, I don't remember Honky. I think it was on Grand Tour. Okay. The presidential car. Ha ha! Right, right, right. The black presidential car, right? You remember that? That that was Grand Tour, basically in in the in the episode where they tried to uh, right, find right, European right. cars secondhand and all of that. 
right right so honky is the oldest uh, chinese company and honky has showcased its first hypercar okay hypercar a honky a first chinese hypercar it's got 1400 horsepower a hybrid hard powertrain a v8 engine like is it, is it going to be like 1400 on the box but actually it is not 1400 uh, i yeah it's 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 going to be assembled in italy so we can safely say yeah it's not going to be 1400 <laughs> oh, okay so china and italy coming together to build a car that doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence but uh, interesting that china is getting chinese automobile market is getting bigger so you, you i mean we are also going to talk about we we will also talk a little about uh, polestar and Volvo before we end uh, today's episode, but right. yeah, the Chinese Chinese automobile makers are you know getting better. No, no, they're massive. Their their local market is massive. It's not just massive. Not just massive. Uh, they are also investing a lot of money into proper technology. I don't. Uh, I don't remember the car company. I think it was Geely, uh, which was the first car company to go to Koenigsegg for their uh, that uh, that uh, actuated uh, valve system. Do you remember that? I am not aware of that. So Koenigsegg, uh, Christian von Koenigsegg, uh, his company made this technology which uses basically uh, uh, actuated valves rather than camshaft. Okay, and valves actuated by what? Solenoid or like solenoids? Or... I guess it was solenoid. Ferrari also uses solenoid system, right? No, 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 no. So uh, they have this uh, technology. They have created it. So now. Koenigsegg uh, has put that into one of its cars recently. That was revealed. It's a hybrid uh, hypercar. I don't know. But uh, the only other car company which came to Koenigsegg for this technology was Geely, which tells you the uh, what you know they are doing. Right. So uh, okay, sorry. I while you were talking, I looked it up. The Koenigsegg <laughs> valve system. Uh, so it doesn't say. I mean, it shows a video of how their free valve system works. Uh, it doesn't. show anywhere in written um, because apparently everyone has decided to make a video about everything like we try to make a podcast about everything uh, okay. yeah but but it, it it basically doesn't rely on cams as you said but i, I think ferrari no. ferrari also uses a, a camless system in one of their cars i don't remember which one because yeah i don't think any of its uh, road cars uses that technology i think all of its road cars have camshafts okay i uh, when i looked up ferrari solenoid valve it, it starts showing me part number for ferrari vehicles uh, <laughs> but it didn't show me what car so i, I don't know maybe, maybe they don't use it to to run the whole uh, valve assembly entirely like the valve system entirely and maybe just use it at high rpms to sort of create extra lift or something like that but also use could be, cam could be. Hmm. could be could be so but yeah. i'm what i'm saying is chinese car makers are actually right they are they are actually and, investing in technology at, fair enough at, and getting and doing it at a very impressive pace i'll say uh, and matlab at a scale where it actually makes and a difference honky, and not yes. like selling just 10000 so cars. honky <laughs> and honky is investing a lot of money so honky uh, you know uh, got on board rolls royce's uh, chief designer things like that oh yeah yeah even nice. even uh, this honky super this hypercar has been designed by uh, uh, the guy who designed the original r8 audi r8 so oh, and matlab it was a pretty car so it he, looks good and even he or she probably knows what is doing <laughs> so okay. and uh, and it's name honky s9 in the in very typical chinese fashion uh, but it looks pretty good honky h9 s9 s9 Oh, it also showing me H nine for some purpose. H nine is a S. H nine is an ugly car. Okay, S nine actually looks pretty. Yes, it it looks like S9. a McLaren, and it's a PHEV. Very nice. It's a PHEV. <laughs> for tech saving purposes, on such a costly car. <laughs> anyway, this was very huh. this was very interesting. So yeah. So what? So Huawei. Huawei. So oh, oh before, yeah. Sorry, we got distracted we, from Huawei. Yeah. Right. We digress. uh huawei suv interestingly it's not an electric car it's a hybrid <laughs> but uh, the 1.5 liter petrol engine i guess uh, powers the that the the you know it charges the batteries so it's a very i mean very normal car i mean that's not how typically brands arrive on the scene right right i would have expected 
them to go with the electric or you know pure battery electric right right i mean you, you uh, yeah if you are if you are coming in and you are already a big brand i mean like let's be honest huawei wouldn't ha- be exactly short on capital man right right so you want to make I, a car which which you know grabs headlines you know makes exactly i mean that's something this right. mundane something this mundane this 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 will not grab you you know headlines yeah i mean eventually if you're going to make mundane cars and sell that's perfectly fine but you arrive on the scene like why would you go for bang. huawei then that's 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 the reason right right exactly yeah yeah you got that there are already so many cars anyway before we go we need to talk about volvo volvo Oh, okay, no, Polestar is a separate company now. You can't say Volvo then. Yeah, it's a spin-off, but still, again, it's <laughs> <Just> Volvo. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah. So, what do you want yeah. to talk about, Polestar? So, if you heard this news that Polestar is going to build a, a zero-emission car, you know, without any cop-out, carbon offsets. Zero-emission car, or are they going to? Uh, I mean, I, I don't distinctly remember if it was a zero-emission car or if, but uh, or if they were. As in it. So the thing is that. Uh, their car is going to be zero emission as in even the 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 construction of the car will be you know there'll be no emissions right right so basically they they plan to offset the the carbon footprint by like somehow internally only and not by carbon credits that's what they basically say because so, without you relying on carbon offset so generally what car companies do is they they go go into like uh, planting trees and all to offset the carbon emissions in most cases they simply buy carbon credits from other companies or or this is what <laughs> they say that they are planting trees and things like that so right. we know that that is that is not a very you know a good way a very what do we say efficient i won't use the word efficient but it's not say, exactly a credible way. honest or credible, credible right yeah credible way of and you know you it's know, a big offsetting. business it's a big business trading the, the carbon credits like you you uh, there are a lot of big big name firms making like shitload of money on basically brokering the deals uh, between companies that want to sell carbon credits because they are green and companies that are like filthy and want to show that they are doing something for the environment right So yeah, what uh, Postar has said that uh, by 2030 they will make a car which uh, basically will be uh, emissions free. What that means is carbon zero. Like uh, even the construction part of the car will be uh, without any emissions. Right. Basically, without using the cheat code of carbon offsets. Right. So, right. but it's very interesting, right? It is very. It it will be a very challenging. Uh, what do I say? And I don't know uh, how they're going to do that. Task. I mean, this is a this That's is what a I'm very tall order, very tall order. But this is more optimistic than uh, UK going all electric or like Jaguar going all electric by 2025. This is more optimistic than right. that. Like starting from uh, the the mining of lithium and all the materials that are needed yeah. for the battery. Right. Battery every then. every bit adds up. Every bit adds up. But I you mean, you if you have to offset all of that. Yeah, but. Uh, i mean even if they don't arrive there any step in this direction is is great i mean it's it's absolutely brilliant uh full this will set a for... good precedent for yeah this will set a very good precedent uh and force authorities to you know stop this whole uh, carbon credit the uh, carbon credit right dealing the, the... with all these Right, right, right. Because like there was Earth Day a couple of days back only, right? And right. again, the the Facebook and Instagram feeds were full of Earth Day campaigns by brands. And right. I mean, like in the name of Earth Day, they they are gonna send like gonna gonna go preaching for one day, but they don't get their act together. Like Polestar is genuinely trying to make a change, and th- that's the whole thing. I mean. i i distinctly remember looking at one of the ads and thinking the the kind of logistical nightmare shooting that earth day ad would, would have been and the kind of carbon right. footprint that shooting that v- 1.5 uh, minute video ad would have been i mean it it right. simply defeats the point if you're going to take 10 flights to shoot a earth day ad right and the thing is we we set up lofty goals but it's it's not really about that it's about the little changes we can make right because you can't you can't just fix everything in one day you re- you read that news about the the fl- smaller flights being banned in france yeah yeah that was a very good step taken by france right right and so, we have been talking about this a lot 
Yeah, I mean, I, I distinctly remember getting very pissed at one of uh, a colleague, of, an ex-colleague of mine, because he had to travel to Delhi from Jaipur, and he decided to take a flight. And for those who are not familiar, Jaipur is like what two hundred and fifty kilometers away from Delhi, two fifty, two sixty. Right. Right. So that's right. like a three, three and a half hour ride. You can take a bus. You can take a train. I mean, it's gonna take the same amount of time as it would. waiting at the airport and like waiting for the cab at airport exit once right. you arrive at delhi and like all of those which the entire process of you you going from your home to the airport which is typically in outskirts right it it will take you the same amount of time right right more. so france has basically decided that any flights for which there is a, a train alternate available and the uh, the train journey is less than 2 and a half hours uh, the the fly, those flight routes will be shut which is actually a brilliant move because the carbon footprint of flights is much higher i think in some cases up to 70 times compared right. to a uh, compared to a train and when we are talking about a 2 and a half hour train journey that's what, we are talking about uh, distances probably what between 253 below 300 kilometers probably right in, the in that ballpark Yeah, that yeah. yeah. So it it makes perfect sense because in any case for trains you don't need to wait around that much, and yet by by this simple step you're not taking up a lot more time from people, and yet you're right. saving a significant making a significant impact. I mean that these are the kind of initiatives we need. These are the kind of changes we need in the name of Earth Day. Right. Not a campaign that travels across four continents and makes videos only to send the message that the Earth is coming to an end. It's, it it shouldn't be a pr exercise it should be something that you know makes some changes you know on the ground right right i mean even simple stuff like at times i feel guilty about taking the motorcycle and motorcycle out for for picking groceries right and i and i simply Yet take we'll... the cycle नहीं 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 आई आई टेक द साइकिल ऑन अ लॉट ऑफ ओकेजन आई टेक आई टेक द बाइसिकल फॉर बाइंग ग्रोसरीज ऑन अ लॉट ऑफ ओकेजन आई एम जस्ट सेइंग इवन इफ यू मेक दैट चॉइस वंस अ वीक दैट्स ग्रेट लाइक दैट कंट्रीब्यूट्स टुवर्ड्स अ चेंज बिकॉज़ इट ऑल ऐड्स अप देयर आर जस्ट फार टू मेनी ऑफ अस ऑन द प्लेनेट राइट राइट सो आई मीन दैट्स द मैसेज आई थिंक दैट दैट वाज अ वेरी स्मार्ट स्मार्ट डिसीजन टेकन बाय फ्रांस एंड आई गेस अदर कंट्रीज शुड आल्सो फॉलो सुट स्टेप इन दैट डायरेक्शन would be great by other countries as well because like it's it's excess you know uh, we were discussing about the carbon footprint equivalent of a of a plane seat right it's it's more right. than more than a, a, a typical hatchback like in a, a long drive if if you have two occupants on a in a in a hatchback in even in a mid range hatchback that's actually much cleaner than um, two flight seats okay yeah yeah i i guess it's actually never... half right Uh, I I don't think we have any other topics to cover on this podcast. We don't, but uh, something very interesting. Did, did you hear the news about uh, Mustang Mach E? Oh yes, they are turning into failing for some people. Right, but it is not something which can be fixed by you know a software. So the, basically, the issue that was happening was the primary battery that that powers the motors was working fine, but somehow the battery, the twelve volt battery that that powers up the whole system, was right. dying. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I think they have fixed it with a software update only. That's how the world works right now, man. No, no. But I think I read an article on Verge. They said that these cars have to be taken to the the service stations. I hope I hope there were not two different issues that we are talking about. Like for no, no, we, I am talking about service station and for no, 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 I am I am I am talking about the primary battery that that very same problem. Right, right, right. I think uh, a very similar problem happened with these guys. Uh, even McGregor and Charlie Bowman on their show Long Way Up. So uh, the primary battery on one of the motorcycles died, and live, uh, they, live were wire, they were to, using live wires, right? live uh, the harley davidson electric bike and the primary battery was discharged and they were not able to you know switch on the motorcycle even though their battery was somewhat charged interesting that a similar problem happened with another american car company um <laughs> um okay okay i i didn't i didn't connect it that way uh, but i think i mean it's it's interesting the the electric space in general i'm i'm telling you we should start something we should start selling electric dirt bikes man because people don't expect range 
people don't expect range even if they are getting like 50 60 kilometers i'm pretty sure they'll be happy as long as it wheelies like wheelies wheelies are more important than range <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and and like like coming out of a corner sliding not not like scraping but slide like right <laughs> so uh, i think let's i guess i guess now we have you know run out of topics Yeah, so that's why, that's why I I I wanted to I wanted to end on a serious note. I wanted to end on 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 my whole monologue about Earth Day and how making uh, making choices that reduce the excess. Okay. But you 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 had to bring up the Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that that brings us to a close. Uh, and of course, we are blocked away indoors. not by right. not by the regulations recording a podcast on zoom zoom calls is odd very and more, more so when and i'm eating eating cookies uh have some having some to drink russian <laughs> no no this, this is pure water okay oh yeah. okay uh, i mean i thought there was some it, russian it, juice into it you don't know but it is water okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i, I mean I I I hope this this gets sorted soon because I've got new suspension and tires on my motorcycle, and uh, right. I I I need to be beating my own lap times soon. Right. So I'm very much. And looking... I need the shifter from your rally kit. So yeah. Yeah, that 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 I have parked up. So you finally can use your motocross boots properly, and <laughs> hopefully you won't have excuse for your slower lap times anymore. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm gonna end it on this taunt. And before we actually close, I would like to plug in Hub Hopper again. So we host this podcast on uh, Hub Hopper Studio. Uh, you can simply go to studio. hub hopper. com. The link is in in the description of this. And they they basically take care of everything. You can host the podcast for free, and they take care of distribution. you don't even have to bother with anything they put it on google podcast apple podcast spotify in fact a lot of places where we don't even know where our podcast is that's pretty good if you want to uh, start that's off a professional year yeah i mean i honestly i really don't know i mean i i use google podcast to listen i i don't have apple devices so that's the only place i know i know hub hopper i know google podcast and i know castbox that's it but okay. i know people are listening to us in lot more places so that's good and that's i think because of hubhopper so right so anyway take care stay indoors hopefully this will blow over soon and right. we It's hope get better and we hope this this passes without causing any more damage i mean it's it's quite an ugly scene out there so right the situation is grim and let's hope everything gets better very soon yeah and let's hope we can sit together this. again to record an episode rather than having to do it to do it over zoom because i have literally pulled out my beard trying to figure out the mic and speaker combinations <laughs> okay yeah so nevertheless take care i'm going to shut off the recording now thank you very much for listening uh please subscribe and oh by the way by the way sorry another plug we have a twitter we have a instagram so you don't need to you know yell curses at my personal twitter anymore <laughs> <laughs> you you can actually curse both of us together on the uh, on the octane 101 uh, instagram and twitter right you just look it up i someone someone else had the octane 101 name i don't even remember the handle i took okay <laughs> <laughs> but anyway I'll, i'll add it in the description okay bye bye bye